0: Listener Production.
1: Are you starting to feel the pinch of financial stress?
0: If you're feeling like everything is so expensive in Australia right now, you are 100% correct. We're seeing some of the highest cost of living we've had in over a decade.
1: Today on Feed Play Love why it might be feeling tough financially right now and what we can do about it. Feed Play Love with Siobhan Hunt. When you get to the end of a week, do you have much left in the kitty? Do you feel like you have plenty of leeway when it comes to bills, groceries, rent or mortgage repayments? Because the truth is the rising costs of living are really starting to hurt and families in particular are feeling it. Kate Brown is a mum of two and Yahoo Finance Editor in Chief. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hello. Good. Thank you. So let's start with your um, <clears throat> your street cred. Where have you and your family felt the rising cost of living?
0: Yeah, look, Siobhan, I I joke about what's good copy in my day job makes me want to cry when I go (laughs) home. It is interesting how um, you notice these things. So for my family, I put my hand up, like I'm employed, you know, we have a mortgage, but we're doing okay. Really where I noticed at first was at the Bowser filling up my car and the second one was around groceries. I've noticed just how even a small shop, a small top-up shop, is always over $100 now. And a lot of those little bits and pieces we buy every week that aren't particularly fancy are going up in price. And then, you know, when you look at fruit and vegetables, some of those prices have just been crazy.
1: And so interesting because I think personally... I am not that savvy with money. I just think things cost what they cost. And so for me, it's really crept up and I'm the one that manages our budget. And so every week my husband's like, why are we running out of money? Why don't we have any money in the bank? And I'm like, um... I don't know, it's just what life costs, but I don't, it it wasn't like that before. So it's interesting you've pointed out that um, petrol and groceries are where you felt it because that's where most families would feel it, right?
0: Yeah, and we just saw some recent research last week that came out that showed that groceries are now the third biggest stress in Australian families' lives when it comes to money. Now, this time last year, groceries would have been on the list but a lot further down. So the number one one is housing, whether it's rent or it's mortgage repayments. Okay, that's kind of a no-brainer. The second one is energy. Energy prices are set to have increased by 50% by the middle of this year from this time last year.
1: Wow. So they're
0: kind of not a surprise, even though they're still shocking. But what was shocking to me as someone that looks at this day in, day out, is that groceries, food, these aren't nice-to-haves is really, really hurting people and they're really struggling. And I saw some data today um, that had come out saying people are borrowing money from family and friends to pay for fuel and to pay for groceries. So we're really seeing a lot of people who perhaps a year or two ago, maybe like yourself, Siobhan, where it wasn't like top of mind. We know people who are very, very stretched for money, often are very across it. Mm. A lot of us have the luxury of not having to really worry about it. We, We keep an eye on it, but we're not nitty-gritty. But what we're seeing now is our hands have been forced because those price rises have been so large.
1: And the things that you are talking about, if they're layered upon each other, you can imagine that's when it ratchets up the stress because you've got housing, you've got transport and you've got food. They're all the essentials, right?
0: A hundred percent. The other thing is wages have not shifted.
1: So
0: uh, Yahoo Finance, Handy. we had a really interesting piece last week about, you know, I think it was called, where's my pay rise? <laughs> um, that's the only thing that's going to mitigate, say, inflation. So inflation is over 7%. Now, unless you had a 7%, um, you know, pay increase, you're losing money. You're losing money. It's simple as that. Even, for, you know, if you're not great at maths, and I'm not, that is where we're at. So we're already losing money Um, we're not seeing a lot of wages shifting, even though we've got very low unemployment
1: well you just touched on inflation there i am not great with economics although i did take it in high school thanks dad made me do that um why are we feeling this cost increase now
0: yeah, inflation can feel like this really nebulous, mysterious thing. And look, I admit, until I moved into this space too, I was like, oh, okay, it's going up. I don't understand. Basically, um, you know, there's a few things that drive inflation and, and one is like supply and demand. So um, if you're wanting to buy something and there's a scarcity, the price goes up. Um, and we're seeing that in our food because of things like climate change, because of extreme weather events, because of floods, with something like petrol, we're looking at the war in Ukraine. The same time people keep buying things, that price keeps going up because that drives demand. So the reason if you do have a home loan and you're hearing about your interest rates going up, the idea is to stop people from spending so much. And that is a very blunt instrument. Mm. Uh, An economist may, you know, say that. I've stolen that phrase for them because it is. And the idea is if you get people so strapped on their mortgages, they're going to stop buying other stuff but so far it hasn't been particularly effective.
1: Why is that? Because I often look around and think, how are people even managing? Are we living on credit? And and then, of course, you've got the repayments. So if interest rates are going up, your repayments are going to be higher. So how are people managing this?
0: There's plenty of speculation about why. And often our our spending data is on a bit of a delay. So, you know, we are seeing a bit of it coming down, but it's usually on a three-month delay. So, But secondly, and these are just theories that, you know, people smarter than me and economists have floated is one is that we're not used to being in this uh, this mode. For a long time now interest rates have only gone down. Things have only cost less. You look at things like even a flat screen TV. I remember sort of 15 16 years ago they cost thousands of dollars. I think when I got the baby bonus when I had my 15 year old the joke was you'd spend it on a flat screen TV. All those things have come down in price because of manufacturing, because of the way we import things. So we're used to things being um, available, very affordable, and interest rates going down. Look, our property market's crazy. Houses are really, (laughs) really expensive in Australia, but that's probably been the main niggle that and rent. But otherwise, life's been pretty good. We're all used to using credit, racking up a lot of credit, and things have been pretty rosy. We've had COVID, we've had the war in Ukraine. We've got rumblings of a potential recession in the US and suddenly the good times are kind of over and I think we've got to unlearn this. But if you think the good times have been rolling for 10, 15 years. That's a lot to unlearn. And you also got a whole lot of people that weren't even adults the last yes. time things weren't good.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Um, and instant gratification. We haven't learned how to delay that. Oh, we love that. Myself included, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, so what have you found in terms of families? We've mentioned where they're feeling it most, like in their groceries and the basic costs of living. So how are they coping? How are people generally managing this kind of financial stress? Something we've noticed at Yahoo
0: Finance, which I think is really interesting when we look at the traffic on the kind of stories we do, is we've had a lot of traffic on things about how to access government payments, how to access emergency payments, how to access all this kind of stuff that's always been there. Now, what that's suggesting to me is we've got a whole lot of people who've never done this before. And they're the ones looking for information. I'll be the first one to say government sites aren't very intuitive. So, you know, (laughs) often people Google this. But people that are very much in that world and navigating things like Centrelink all the time, they are a lot more adept at this. So what that suggests to me is there's a whole new level of people who are not coping. The other thing we're seeing is a lot of interest in, like, how to refinance a home loan because people haven't done that. They call this the lazy tax. I think it's an unfair phrase. The lazy tax... Tax refers to people that don't shop around all the time, whether it's for their energy bills, their home loan. I would say it's not because they're lazy. It's because it's very complex and time-consuming. And before it was sort of if it was good enough, it was good enough. Now people are moving for the sake of a percentage point or $50 when before that was a luxury that probably a lot of the middle class could get away with and now they're not. And also, can I just talk about rent? Rent has gone through the roof. Mm. It is out of control in most of the capital cities and there's a lot of scarcity in that market too. And, you know, we're seeing more people renting than we've ever seen before and these are people with families. So, again, rent was something that you did for a few years before you bought a home. That's just not the case anymore and rent is another massive issue that's really impacting on people's daily lives.
1: And that's really frightening to think that uh, your home is unstable. I mean, I'm stating the obvious there but I think there have been always there have always been families in crisis that have needed support for housing but to think that there are people who previously were quite comfortable and secure renting now going I can't even afford to pay you know Mm. are people making choices I know the elderly used to make the choice you'd see articles where the elderly were making the choice between having the heater on and buying the groceries for the week do we know if it's got to that point?
0: We definitely know that's getting to the point for a lot of people. Something else, um, again, we've covered at Yahoo Finance is... There's a lot of reports about sort of tent cities starting to form in Queensland. Some are in places where they've had a lot of floods and other issues, but not all. So, again, this speaks to a scarcity. Another, you know, another thing that's worth mentioning is COVID. So COVID really threw a spanner in the works on how we live, how we work. A lot of regional um, areas had a lot of people from cities make the tree change or the sea change because you can work hybrid, you can work from home. Rents in those areas have skyrocketed. I know, even in Hobart, which is you know isn't a regional city, it's a capital city. Rent has gone through the roof, and it's left a lot of people that have lived there their whole lives, you know, with nowhere to live. We're seeing this up and down the coast. We're seeing this in like sort of nice regional um, cities as well. That's a huge issue. You've got the issues with bushfires, with floods. I can't even keep up with how many of those are going on at the moment. So all of this drives into a scarcity and also rental issues. Another really. Um, interesting thing, Siobhan, is I did read a study the other day that said our rental system is one of the most broken in the world for comparable <laughs> countries. We're a nation of people whose landlords probably only own one investment property. So they're kind of amateurs. A lot of Australians own an investment property. That was always encouraged. Which means they're fairly amateur landlords, like they might go through an estate agent to manage that property, but it's, they're not managed in a way that they are kind of in a more macro sense in a lot of other countries. So those people are feeling the heat. They've got interest rates going up, so they're passing on rent. But this is where things become tricky. And we also see a lot of churns. So people that might buy a place and rent it out to someone might sell it two years later. So this is where you've got renters. This report said most renters have moved at least once and some up to four times within a five-year bracket. Wow. So not ideal if you want to be in a community, put down roots, start a family, do all that good stuff if you're always transient.
1: Yeah, especially for kids. All right, now we've talked all about the grim stuff. Are you able to recommend any good ways that we might be able to manage costs better?
0: Yeah, look, I'm a massive fan of the macro, not the micro. So we all get stressed out about how much a coffee costs or, um, you know, paying $2 more for that piece of broccoli or something in the supermarket. Okay, it's good to be aware of that stuff. But what we know is Australians are leaving millions of dollars on the table that could shift the needle for them significantly. So it's just a couple. Um One is unclaimed funds. Um, Unclaimed funds are like if you changed banks or you moved house, um, where there might be a bit of money sitting there that you're not aware of. The government holds it in trust. Now, there's something like over a billion dollars sitting in unclaimed funds. (laughs) And it's so easy to check. You can hop online, just Google unclaimed funds for your state. And you put in your surname, the street you lived in, and it'll throw up whether you've got any money owed or not. And you can click it and transfer it. And I, I can know hear people, people
1: typing away. Typing as you away. Speak.
0: I did it, I didn't have anything. My dad had four hundred dollars. Um wow. I've heard about people that have found a thousand dollars, you know, two thousand dollars. So definitely worth doing. It's like the easiest money you can get yourself um, onto another one is looking at those big costs if you have a home loan look at refinancing even half a percentage point is going to make a huge difference it's actually not that hard to do just call your lender ask for a better deal if they say no hop online have a look at what's out there I refinanced my home loan last year and instantly saved
1: $6,000. Wow. Uh,
0: and I reckon it took four hours over six weeks. It was a bit of, you know, faffing about but for six grand. Yeah. That's a lot. Better than stressing out about my $5 coffee, right? <laughs> um, there's that. There's being really savvy about things like your energy bills. You know, are you on the best deal possible? It's so boring, but you can actually just, even just by calling your existing provider and asking for a better deal, that could take a minute or two and you could easily save a couple of hundred bucks a year. So I would say as humans, we do fixate on those little things we see every day, but I'd go for the macro first. So really look into those things. Um, then I'd say, you know, cut back where you can. So much easier said than done, But but try and have oversight. So for me, I put all of my finances into an app, an online app. And I mean, I should be, really good at this but I was still shocked like I had subscriptions I didn't realize I still had we had a duplicate subscription it's all small potatoes but it got me got me into that mindset and and got me really weeding that stuff out I also found a charge on my credit card that wasn't for me and that's embarrassing but you know we tap away all day and that app allowed me to do that so there's a great free app called Frollo F-R-O-L-L-O It'll look at all your bank accounts. Also, um, moneysmart.gov has really good calculators on there. You can pump everything in there and keep an eye on
1: it. Kate, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. That's Kate Brown. She's the Yahoo Finance Editor-in-Chief. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love, a listener original podcast. If there's something you'd like to learn more about, email me at feed love at sca.com.au I'd love to hear from you for more great kids and parenting podcasts check out the listener app and don't forget to follow us I'm Siobhan Hunt see you next time